sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Sure is, ladies and gentlemen, professional wrestling. It's the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. Uh, I am former 24-7 champion. Some say the forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. I'm joined from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by the physically large and uh, physically present this week. He's back, baby. SG to the G. And I say the greatest ever 24-7 champion. Thank you. Thank you. And and Jim Ross would refer to me as the AEW champion. Yes, yes, I heard that. I heard you that. never know with old JR. But um, SUG, glad to have you back this week. Dipperstein did an admirable, admirable job. An admirable job. He, we have he some interesting job. Well, we have some interesting mailbag about Dip this week. Oh no! You know, some of it is more positive. Some a little bit more negative. Well, you said interesting, so interesting can go either way. It really can. I feel like people lean negative when they hear the word interesting. I just didn't. no, no, no. This but is, it could go either way. Yeah, it's mostly, you know, mostly positive. Mostly positive. Yeah, because yeah. the assumption is if it was a better, you would have chose a more directly positive word. I think that's why when people hear interesting, you know, they go, oh, oh no. I know this doesn't affect our listeners right now, but Zoom is having real issues today because, like, we're. I, my internet's fine. I'm guessing yours, I assume, is fine. And yet we both, do I appear to be lagging to you? No, uh, you you haven't. So, if, so it maybe, be, maybe it's me. No, no, I don't believe that. Huh. Because the view I have of us both on Zoom is like, yeah, you're worse than me, but I don't know. Anyways, as long as the recording sounds okay, and so far it sounds good, we're fine with that. I'm going to be joined shortly by the Lucas Brothers. who are going to jump on and talk some wrestling for a little bit. Of course, very talented writers. You may remember their cartoon. What was that? Cartoon Network? Adult Swim. Adult Swim, I should say. Same channel, but it's like... It's uh, Cartoon Network and Jays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll talk to the Lucas Brothers because they're huge wrestling fans, and they also wrote the story for the awesome uh, movie Judas and the Black Messiah, which is out right now. Um, But SGG, let's jump right in. And talk about what's going on outside the ring. So there were two big. We need a sound effect for that SGG. Yeah, don't we? Like I need we to. Do. I need to get one like f- for every time I say outside the ring, and then it goes right to like oh, I just don't a know. thing. Yeah, a thing. So I'll, I'll try it this time. We'll try it this time. Outside the ring. In my money in the bank contract. 
Doesn't work, but you get the idea. The, the, the Bloxmuster might work right there. You think block? So maybe we go Bloxmuster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll save that other one because that one obviously plays into this week quite a bit. But With an exclusive- ladies and gentlemen, it's time to find out what's going on outside the ring. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new Bloxmuster. Perfect. What do you got? <laughs> Speaking of Blockbuster news, <laughs> though, that which definitely fits this week. Paul White, formerly Man. known as The Big Show is all elite, which is something that I don't think anybody saw coming. I did not see it I certainly didn't see it. Um, I don't think anyone did. He's someone who, you know, while he had a stint in WCW, everyone thought would be WWE for life. So, Although in retrospect, when you look back at it, um, it makes perfect sense that he would do it. It's just surprising because he's been around for so long and you just assume the path is that the big show was on was to be with WWE forever. But when you really think about it, you know, if if in fact he had desires to do more and was kind of sick of just coming back and turning, having his character turn, you know, every three months and then you'd see him real quickly and then he loses to someone and then he comes back again and... It, it kind of makes sense now that you think about it. If he wanted more, that he would want to leave. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically you owe it to yourself at that point, right? If you want to do more, and then you find yourself um, in a bit of a holding pattern. With, though with Tim, it wasn't so much a holding pattern as much as he just like, like you said, he turned every week, flip flopped here and there, and he wasn't the attraction that he should be. He certainly wasn't uh, Andre anymore no or the second coming of andre anymore so i mean i mean yeah, let's, be, let's be honest if you're being real about it he wasn't at this point in terms of meaning he wasn't even like the latest the last iteration of andre yeah no like even no. andre's last you know when you go jake the snake ultimate warrior um him and haku yep Oh, this he still even though he couldn't even you know obviously Big Show could work considerably better at this point than um, Andre could at that point he wasn't well he still meant more yeah when you saw yeah, him yeah like Andre would have never been the recipient of a please retire chant um, yeah yeah which I remember Big Show having to endure those for a little bit but I mean don't you tell f- me to retire <laughs> right. maybe that's why no one no one to see Andre say come at them. We'll say this, though. The fact that, well, tied into this announcement that the big show is all elite is the fact that AEW is going to be premiering a new show on YouTube on Monday nights, um, AEW Dark Elevation. Okay. Right. I mean. Not that into that name there. And he's going to be on commentary. They hinted at the possibility of him getting in the ring, but right now it's big show. On commentary for their new show, and I think by the, the way fact, they had to create a new show to have him try out commentary. They couldn't just put yeah. him on dark. Well, I I think that's that's part of AEW's problem. I think is that a you know they didn't if they needed a new show to put it on YouTube. I think sort of dilutes the brand versus is having another network come in for a new show or you know uh-huh. throw it on TBS or something. You know would be way, you know would have been way cooler, honestly. Would have been way cooler 
if they threw it on TNT or TBS just late one weekend night. I, that, to me, and then you could still put it on YouTube. Yeah. But but to me, that's considerably cooler than a, a YouTube-only show, you know? Yeah, another YouTube-only show. Yeah, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm really good on just having another YouTube show. So Yeah. Um so now Yo. now without any further ado, I mean <laughs> this is how you know Cheap Heat has made it very big because we <laughs> we now are beyond, you know, simply having wrestlers on the show. Psh. I mean, yeah. we now have Hollywood royalty icons. Icons. <laughs> um, Not quite. <laughs> and and true true wrestling nerds right. um Kenneth and Keith Lucas the Lucas brothers um the movie first of all you guys wrote the original story for Judas and the Black Messiah and I just want to say for anyone listening who's not seen it uh, not the reason that I reconnected with them I'm not plugging it because they're here they're here because I love the movie uh it's just a right. phenomenal phenomenal movie and so I immediately when I saw their names were attached I was like yo we never we talked about doing an interview we never did one so I right. reached out so I just want to say congratulations um on the success and how good the film turned out oh thank you man uh we appreciate that is it annoying do you have to often correct people to exactly what your role was on the film because you wrote the original story you, no, I mean, I'm just like, whatever. Some people are like, would you guys produce it? Did you write it? Did you direct it? I'm just like, we were a part of the creative team. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's our movie, son. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, it, it's it's a it's a great piece of work. Anyone out there uh, who's seriously looking for that, you've you've run out of shows to watch. You already you already played yourself because you saw I Care A Lot come up on Netflix as number one, and then you were like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the movie that to me, this is the best movie I've watched at home um, during quarantine. I've, I've really, it's really, really good. Um, That's high praise, man. Thank yeah. you. No, I meant Thank it. You so much. I meant it. And my parents just watched it and said the same thing. And my parents were sort of reminiscing with me about the way that they took in um, the, the story that, as it played out in the film, the Fred Hampton story, how it played out to them as white right. people in at that time and how it was portrayed in the media and how people knew you know people who had any slight sense of awareness were like killed in his own bed right, but, right. but the but the way the story was told was that there was a shootout and right. the average blind white person was like well there was a shootout you know and they just sort of <laughs> accepted it as it was so right watch the film it was amazing um how have you guys been and have you been keeping up with uh the 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 wrestling products these days Absolutely. We uh we get, we watched the rumble, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't see I didn't see the elim elimination chamber, but I I, I like that Daniel Bryan won. I I saw that you won a title, and then <laughs> yeah, you won the, you won twenty four seven twenty four seven. I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. you know, it is what it is. They're cha you know we're all champions. Listen, you guys are all champions too. Okay, I don't want everyone to feel left out. It's just that I happen. To have physically had the title belt, you know, that's on one of the crazy. greatest pay per views. I mean, that's that's that's, that's, that's epic, man. It's so epic. I was, I was screaming, I was screaming when it happened. I was like, yeah, that, that can't really be happening. It was so sick. It was so sick. Yo, thank you, man. I felt like wrestling nerds worldwide were like, "Oh my god, this is possible." We rejoiced. I know, I know. Um, now, SGG told me when 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 I told him you guys were coming on. The first thing he told me was that you guys, much like us, and 
Greg, who's borderline scary obsessed, are huge uh, Bret Hart fans. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh he yeah! Was, he was—he was our. Ch- I mean, he is or was our childhood hero. Um, right. Yeah, we we love the guy. We, we featured him in our cartoon. His poster was in the back of uh, on on our wall, uh, and he actually reached out to us because we wore uh, Hitman shirts on um, Tonight Show. Tonight. Oh right. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He reached out to us on Instagram. Just he posted on his Instagram about us being on it. So it's just like, honestly, it's the greatest thing to ever happen. Uh, he he was like he was like congratulations on your your spot on SNL. I was like, it's a tonight show. He's supposed to, he, he's, he's supposed to be the excellence of execution. He didn't execute the compliment very well, but we still love Brett the Hitman Hardy. You know, Lucas Brothers, to me, time. to me, the Tonight Show was always better than SNL up here in Canada, guys. Bruce and Owen, we'd all sit around. What, what was it, um, Ken, for you? What was it for you that, like, about Brett because SGG and I are both the same. He was our guy too. But what was right, it? Right, right. What was it that like made him made, resonate with you so much? I think it was three things. It was one, he was just flat out the best wrestler. Like he was technically the best wrestler I've ever seen and since I've ever seen. Like I just think he's one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it. Second, I liked his ethics. I liked his morality. Mm. It, was, it was it was he was workmanlike. He was it, it was no flash. I mean, he was he was cocky, but he wasn't like arrogant. And he just got the job done. Uh, third, I loved his commitment to wrestling. Like, he, but above all else, he was about the business. Like, he, and he philosophically, I felt like I was more in tune with that. Like, I, you, you have wrestlers come in and then they want to become movie stars. Like, I mean, or they are good enough to become movie stars, like The Rock. But then you have someone like the Hitman, who you, you, you know, he's a lifer. You know, he's he's just there for the wrestling. He's there for the fans and. You know, I, I never expected that he was going to go anywhere else. Then he went to WCW. Devastating. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keith, was there anyone else uh, for you guys? Like, who else was in that category of, like, when you guys were kids, this was just... And was, right. and was there any special closeness and fondness for brother tag teams? Oh, yeah. I mean, we loved Owen Hart, too. Uh, we right, loved right. And Owen, when they were, especially when they were tag teams. I think underrated to it, one of the greatest tag teams ever. You know, I mean, right. get a lot of you know, people don't talk short. about them a lot as a tag team because it was so brief, but they were great. I mean, it was phenomenal chemistry that they had, and uh, I, I just think Owen, man, he was he was just about to take it to the next level uh, before his untimely death. But he was certainly up there. We love the Undertaker. Uh, we love Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold and Brett put on some of the greatest matches in in the history of wrestling. Uh, and you know, I had a begrudging respect for Shawn Michaels. I love, I, I love Michaels Look, now. No, I, I, I love Michaels. I love Michaels. Yeah. I, I think I liked him more his second run than his, his first run. Me too. Uh, yeah, I think he put on greater matches, but uh, there was always a respect for Shawn Michaels because he was just a, he's a brilliant wrestler. Um, I'm trying to think, who else did we love? I mean, who else did we love? Uh, huh. I love The Rock. I know what? you love The Rock. I mean, it's hard. The Rock is just everybody loves. Yeah, everybody loves the rock. Right? The, I mean, the rock. Right. I, the only thing I didn't like about the rock was his sharpshooter. That's the only thing I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know what? That's <laughs> the worst in history. Yo, that's the realest issue ever wrote right there because <laughs> it, it it didn't make sense. You yeah. know, like it didn't. I was kind of like, why? You know, like, I mean, it makes it makes sense. Like he needed a every wrestler. I think every like top wrestler they need a dope submission. Because also, it, it just right, adds, it adds more storytelling to the match. But it's like. 
you know. And I think I mean I think he genuinely loved Brett. I think he was I think he was right. and he was too close to Brett. Brett's would had right. just been there. Right, 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 right. right. If, if there was right. more room, like I'll say, I've said this many times. Kevin Owens, I have no problem with them doing a stunner, except for the fact that I don't, I don't. think it looks good. I just don't think it right. yeah. looks good, but I don't have a problem uh, with it. Yeah, right. I'm not. Right. I'm not annoyed. I'm not annoyed by Kevin Owens' stunner. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not annoyed, but I feel like Randy Orton did something so imaginative with that kind of a similar style of move. I, so I expected yeah. Kevin Owens to make may come at it from a different because he does everything in such a different way. Kevin Owens, so I expected something different, but yeah. So who are your favorite like current guys? Is Kevin Owens like at the top of the list? Or Kevin, 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 Kevin Owens, top, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I love the New Day. Uh, I love yeah. those guys. Um, I, I I love Roman Reigns. I'm a I'm same. a huge Roman Reigns fan. I love and, uh, I Bianca uh, uh, Belair. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal. Right, right. right. I mean, I, I was sleeping on her, but she's she's just like absolutely great. Um, who who would you say, Kenny? Sasha Banks. Oh yeah, yeah. Sasha Banks is tight. I like her a lot. Uh, who else am I? Who else am I digging right now? I like. Uh, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro, was that name? Cesaro, oh, yeah. Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah, yeah. yeah I, like his, I like, I like his sharpshooter. That shit. Is <laughs> he has a great sharpshooter. Yeah, he, he does. Great he does everything very cleanly. He's very. He's. Yeah. He he has. I mean, listen. I'm not making any comparison, but SGG in terms of the the current product, like he is the most maybe Brett like in terms of his I whole agree, thing man. is about commitment yeah. to wrestling. Right, right, right. right. And, he, and he's, he's a workhorse, man. He's a he's a workhorse. He's technically proficient, but he's also strong. Uh, I mean, yeah, he should be. Ch- he has to be champion one day. It'd be a travesty if he if he doesn't win the championship well, one day. We're getting to the end of uh, Black History Month here, and uh, shout out to the Black Announce Table who do a great little podcast. I, I was on with them yesterday with Kaz to finish out their Black History um, little uh, segment they've been doing. And I started talking about. They asked me for for me to name a you know a black wrestler who I wanted to give roses to and. Um, I actually decided to go with uh, Coco Beware, who yeah. I, I felt like might have been left out. And I've been watching again recently and sort of appreciating how sneaky Great. good Coco was. Mm-hmm. You know, really and, good. Really and good. I feel like right now we're in this era where there's so much black talent. It's like it, it's amazing. All the people you mentioned. I mean, you talk about the New Day, Sasha, Bianca Belair. There's mm-hmm. a I mean, Bobby Lashley's going to have a title match on Monday. Right, right, there's right. so much. Right. But at the time when we were kids and you guys are slightly younger than me, um, th- there was not that much black no. talent. So when you think about no. a Coco, you're like, man. So what did you guys think? What, did you have? First of all, how old are you guys? 35. 35. 35. OK, so you're five years younger than me. When you were kids, did you have any perception about uh, the the racial issues that existed in wrestling, did you inherently pull for the black guys? Like, what was your relationship with race yeah, and wrestling as a kid? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Like, you know, we started watching it. That's that's a great question. Yeah, we started watching it around like Ultimate Warrior time, so it wasn't like really any huge black. Re- I mean, it was a mid Carter, but there weren't any like you know main main, main eventers. And then obviously during the Attitude Era, you had, you know, Nation of Domination, uh, you had The Rock, you had Ahmed Johnson, you know, you, you had a, a good number of African-American wrestlers. Jacqueline. Mostly in Jacqueline, yeah. Jacqueline, mostly Jacqueline. in mid-card. But then, obviously, The Rock sort of, you know, took everything to the next level uh, as, a, as, a, as a Black athlete. But then he left, and then it was still kind of, 
I don't know, it was kind of kind of weak uh, until like right around now when you got the new day, you have all, just a plethora of uh, African-American athletes. But when I was younger, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I mean, I, I didn't even like, it didn't even bother me until until the nation of uh, domination sort of made it an issue. <laughs> they kind of brought it to the forefront. <laughs> they kind of brought race into the into storylines. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is a problem. Because uh, <laughs> I wasn't really watching ECW and I didn't really know about like, uh, you know, what they were doing uh, on the ground. So, and I don't know, I, it didn't become an issue until it became an issue. And then once you get a little bit older, you're like, holy shit, like there was certainly a systemic uh, racial issue in the WWE. I mean, most of the leadership is probably white. Uh, and so, you know, but I think they're doing a good, a good job now addressing it. And uh, they're definitely more progressive now than they were when we were younger. And you guys came in at a good time too, in terms of like missing the stereotypical gimmicks. Cause I know yeah. people, t- I'm 35 too, but like my older brother had me watch going back and watching the older stuff and like Akeem, the African dream from Deepest Darkest <laughs> Africa. Oh my it's God. Like, it's awful, man. <laughs> and, and for like the listeners who don't know, Akeem was, he was the one man gang. He was this like big, husky, right. white biker dude who linked up with Slick, who is a reverend now, but I'm sure he was a pimp. Well, no, the, the Slick 80s. character was definitely supposed <laughs> to be a pimp. Yeah. He was a pimp, right? He was definitely I, a pimp. Yeah. He was and, a pimp. And the, the see, see, the slick character is interesting, too, because, you know, the things that you look back on that, you know, are problematic. But when you look back on it, you still like it. Like, yeah, I, I love still slick. love slick. <laughs> I still right, love slick. Right, right, right. Slick, slick's hilarious. Slick's hilarious. It's one of the most offensive characters ever. I, He's still hilarious, man. Even even Hakeem. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Hakeem, and I, I, I know Hakeem. Hakeem, the nature of the story is is ridiculous because supposedly. It was them insulting Dusty Rhodes, who was the dream. And so because they thought Dusty wanted to be black, that was their way of making fun of Dusty for talking the way he talked, which was, you know, if you if you know about Dusty, his background in Texas was just from being from a neighborhood that was super multi-ethnic. And, you you know, every once in a while you meet a white guy who talks completely like they're black and you have no problem with it. Like, that's kind of what Dusty (laughs) Rhodes was. But I love Dusty Rhodes, though. I really love Dusty Rhodes. One of my favorite Dusty Rhodes like the first line out of his mouth, he goes, I was rapping with my guy, Bob Backlund. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know that. I don't know that one. That's fire. I got to find it for you. He said, I was rapping with my guy, Backlund. Yep. He's like, I was rapping with my guy, Bob Backlund. Is how the promo <laughs> how, starts. How great was he during the, the NWO formation, though? Like, I feel like Dusty Rose's uh, commentary just elevated that segment to just, like, epic proportions. Like, he was just so just like into it like so convincing I like know. i just thought it was perfect yeah. no the nwo gonna take over the whole wcw <laughs> we have to fight we have to fight for this company <laughs> no yo, that, like, so about this. yo you guys are so astute i'm not even just saying that like both you have pointed out two things that, greg that we do this podcast every week i don't think i've ever been pointed out that's a great great point because dusty on commentary i don't you don't think of his commentary run but it really was. It was essential during that oh, time. Oh, yeah. Legendary. Legendary. Absolutely legendary. His voice was just perfect. Perfect for it. I was, he, like, 
he captured the southern mystique of WCW perfectly. He that's the thing, and like you know, right. this, the South is a complicated place, and oh yeah, right. you know, there are the dudes who are like Dusty, and he right. he he was completely authentic. And I I've been listening to his book recently, and he he talks he he talks quite a bit about you know sort of his upbringing and how some people don't understand it and. You know, most of right. his neighborhood was, I think his neighborhood is actually predominantly um, Mexican-American. But he, right. he, he's, the cult, culturally who he related to um, was the black audience. And that and, and the black audience embraced him. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when he, I was watching a match of his from 1974 um, at the Garden. um and I think it was him. Uh, oh, it was him and um, what you call it? Uh, Billy Graham. It? Mm. Yo, D- I didn't realize honestly that in the mid seventies, Dusty was actually. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying he was in great shape, but yeah. he was definitely a different version of him than I realized existed. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Like, he, he was in good wrestling seventies shape. Correct. Like, you know I mean? like, <laughs> like, like he could wrestle a wrestling match or change your tire. It's all all cardio. <laughs> yeah, but somehow he had the cardio on Smash. It's 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 really crazy. Um, yeah. Have you guys considered doing anything like you? You said you included Brett. Um, right. By the way, you must have popped as kids. Are you too young? No, I'm guessing you're the right age. How hard did you pop when Brett popped up on The Simpsons? Oh, man. oh that was God, that was a man. historic a historic case. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because. I, like you know, Brett is a very humble champion. You know, I didn't really get used to seeing him in like popular culture. But then once he broke through there, I was like, oh yeah, he he finally made it to to the Simpsons, man. It was just so iconic. It was so right, iconic. Right. It was a, it was a watershed moment for the WWE too because it's like so long where like you you as a fan you feel like you exist on the margins or you're like people don't get it or it's like, it feels so subculturey. But when he was on the Simpsons, it was like, oh no, this is wrestling's pop culture. It's just, it's just ahead of its time, I think. It, it, like, wrestling sort of needed the internet to finally make people recognize how legitimate it is. Yeah, that's it, it's so true. And it is it is different now being a wrestling fan. And it's so funny. I don't know if you guys still encounter this, but I, so, I, I, I often encounter conversations where people's... Obviously, there's a ton of judgment around wrestling, but probably right. the fastest one is like, oh, it's like, it's like all rednecks, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's like 1980. No, yeah, honestly, right. everyone I right. know who's into wrestling is either a black or Jewish nerd. That's honestly right. like, and right. writers, right. like right. you guys right. are like the vortex of wrestling fans, like professional <laughs> writers, creative types. And it's so right. it's so funny to me that like that judgment exists. Do you guys meet a lot of people in your world as creatives, as writers um, that are also into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. stand up. I mean, you know, I feel like stand up and wrestling they they were they go hand in hand i mean it's like i've never i've never met so many wrestling fans through stand-up but even in law school there were a lot of wrestling fans that's what's crazy like i had i met a lot of friends who in law school who were just big wrestling fans so it's like you're right i I think people have this perception of wrestling fans as like these rednecks from the south but it's like it's it's cross-cultural it's it's across the globe i mean look i look at it we got it's in tokyo it's in it's in england it's in it's it's all over. It's in Mexico. It's in Barcelona. Like wrestling's a global sport. Probably right. the I, I can't. I, it's probably the most American global thing there is. I mean, soccer might be the only other thing, but I don't know anything. But like soccer's not big in America, America, truly. 
That's not a regular, right. That's right. That's right. Wrestling. wrestling. Maybe wrestling. basketball. Basketball now, but Maybe basketball. I was going basketball, but that was you know from Canada. So. It is Canadian though. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, it. Wrestling. That's, wrestling is, wrestling is like one of those things where it's like it's it's truly American, but it's it's so global. It doesn't even feel like some of the best wrestlers happen in across the globe. So right. Uh, right. I think people need to. I think people are changing their perception of of, of fans, but. Yeah, I think it's it's a very eclectic group of people. Would you guys ever want to do something uh, cl- more closely related to wrestling? A wrestling story, a wrestling theme show, anything like that? I think, uh, I mean, if the WWE ever allows it, you can really make a compelling story about the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels saga. That could work as a film, I think. I think it could, but it can definitely work as a film. I, I so mean, too. it's so many. I mean, it's, it's Shakespearean. The Bret right, right. Shawn Michaels uh, uh, story in the '90s, such a Shakespearean one that I think it could make for a compelling drama for sure. That's an interesting thought I never really thought about because it's it also could play out really over time because their relationship oh, yeah. goes for so long. Right, right, right. And they're so different, and that time was still so crazy. Like we were still close enough to the '80s where it was right. still definitely wrestling at that time. Right, 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 right. And you know, I mean, the, the WWE could have gone bankrupt during that time it, it was it's, it's in a such a different financial position now but after hogan left man things were precarious so it was like who was gonna who was gonna take over and, and keep the wwe uh fr wwe afloat and it was between two guys Shawn michaels and brett and they really i don't know I, I think that that pressure elevated their matches but uh yeah their personal story is also very very uh dramatic too so the rivalry between sean and brett like do you guys have any rivalries? Like, was there, because you seem to be on the same page mostly about who you like, but who was the guy that sort of created a blood feud with you two where, like, Ken loved them mm. and Keith hated them or the vice versa? Yeah, I think Kenny, I think you were a bigger Triple H fan than I was. I was, sure. I was. I mean, I was uh, a huge Triple H fan. It's the water right. spitting, and it, honestly, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love the water no, spitting. No, I, I, I love the game. I love the, the idea that he's this, like, shrewd guy who's going to manipulate forces. And he's like, and he literally is doing that, so it's like it's a very it was a very authentic character for its time, in my opinion. And, and Keith, you didn't mess with Triple H. I never, I never, I was never really on board with Triple H. I mean, I I, I respect him now. Obviously, I think he's a wrestling great uh, and uh, just a, a true legend. I just he just he always rubbed me the wrong way. I just something I always felt like he's hard. He's hard to like. <laughs> it felt like when I was younger, it felt forced. Yeah. And now when you look back at it, like, oh, no, no, no. He was really, <laughs> he was really thinking, saying what he did. You know I mean? He really was the game. And he really was uh, calculated. But and he like, also kind of was, I didn't, I wouldn't fuck with he was also kind of the glue. When you look right. at that oh, era, yeah, right. like he's right. the thread, like he's such a thread between Foley, Rocky, yep. Austin, right. Undertaker, right. all NWO, of them. Uh, NWO. Michaels, I mean, like, NW, right. everything. And yeah. he, um, he had the feud with Owen. He dis yep, Brett. Yep. He just like he really is like a through line. And then it continues. I mean, when you when we look back at his career, the amount of time that he spanned as being a credible yeah. main, main eventer is crazy. Yeah, right, right. It's absurd. And I, and, it's absurd. And I feel like I feel like his behind the scenes work adds to his legacy too. Like with uh nxt i feel like he's elevated so many people's careers i don't know i just i just feel like he's he's been a force for wrestling a good force and he's also a great wrestler i think 
Um, well, listen, he's not guys, as good as Brett, but no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's let's, let's very, no very, one is very few. Let's not be crazy. Um, so wait, <laughs> Keith, you went to law school. Yep. Kenny, did you? I went to Duke Law. I went to NYU Law. Yo, everyone on the show right now is a lawyer, but me. Yep. And I'm the only Jew on here. <laughs> Times have changed, man. Yo, February, man. That's called progress. Yo, that's great. Rep- that's amazing. Yo, Kenny, where, so, wait, Kenny, you went to NYU? Yeah. And Keith, you went to Duke. Now, Keith, did you pick up Duke basketball by going to Duke Law? Actually, I like I like Duke basketball before going to Duke Law. Really? So I, was a, I was a Duke fan as a kid, pretty much. Because we lived in North Carolina for about 10 years. Uh, and so I, I kind of became a fan of Duke then around the, the Hurley, Grand Hill, Ugh. uh, you know, yeah. The, the, the greatest, the greatest heels in the history of college basketball. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, right. Leitner right. is without a heel a of such epic proportion. You, you know, who, you know who I find to be the best heel right now for so many reasons? Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, He's knocking yeah. out of the park as a hill, man. Bro, <laughs> imagine, imagine if in WWE they came up with a stooge character like yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, yeah. even though yeah. the person, like, Vince McMahon is dumping on him, but he still loves them, like, yep, right, lies right, to right. everyone, throws everyone under the bus, looks right, disgusting. Yeah, right. right. He would be a perfect, he's a perfect hill because he's, uh, he's exceptionally smart, but right. he's just, like, so slimy. And right. uses, he's a perfect WWE. He though. uses like, everything for bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. He doesn't. He just. He doesn't seem like a genuine guy. Like he, everything that comes out of his mouth seems like a, a lie. Everything. Right. He's also a lawyer, guys. I mean, listen. Not. I'm not trying to throw you guys all in the same. <laughs> he's not exactly one of ours, though. There's something different about him. <laughs> when he went to Harvard, right? He went to Harvard. I think yeah, so. Yeah. He went to Princeton and Harvard. He's like he's a he's a really smart dude. He's just. He's used all of his intelligence for for, for the worst things that. in life. Yeah, um, he just he, wants to be pre- like he wants to be president. Yeah, and it's like he'll do anything to get right. there, and it's like it's it's sad to watch because really, he's never going to win. No, never, no matter what happens, never. he can't win. He has no yeah. shot at president. Um, it's really tragic. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. It's a tragic story when you think about it. Right, right, right. And like right. last week, I just was like, man, this has gotten to such a fun low point, and I loved it because. <laughs> Honestly, a fun the, low point. the 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 trip to Mexico, it's irrelevant. Like, yeah, yes, right. yes, we all care about Texas and feel terrible. Separate from that, though, sure. we all know he couldn't do anything anyway. So right, him not right. being there is just such a comically bad decision that right, I yeah. just relished right. the moment. I just thought it was. Yeah, like, he was supposed to be a politician in that moment. Right. A good statement. Yeah. Show your face there. Maybe like, go shovel some snow. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Something. You get a shovel, walk outside for a something. minute. Like, it was such a low a low bar for him to not I cross, know. and he did it anyway. Exactly. A, a, I mean, think about how bad a guy Giuliani is, and he still did the perfect job at 9-11. Right, it's right, not, right, it's, right, 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 Being the baby right. face in a horrible situation is easy, even when you're a heel. Yeah, right, 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 show up, right, right. But that's just what makes up. Ted Cruz such a great heel. He that's went lower. <laughs> um, hey, guys, anything you want to plug in particular that people should go check you out at um, or just go see Judas and the Black Messiah? Go see Judas, man. Go see right, Judas. Right. Uh, go listen to some Fred Hampton speeches and you know, try to overthrow the government. One of those. <laughs> Yo, that's the best plug we've ever had on yeah. the show. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for uh, coming Yo, by. For Any, coming. Anytime no, you want to come in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, anytime you, you want to watch wrestling. And we also have nerdy Zoom parties where you watch. If you ever want to jump on and watch wrestling, we'll oh, yeah. nerd out. We'll yeah, have you on, man. Totally Let's do it. it. 
All right, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks All right, guys. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right, well, uh, big thank you to the Lucas Brothers. Definitely check out that movie. I'm not just saying it. It is absolutely phenomenal. SGG, have you watched it yet? Not yet, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to let Black History Month end and not see that movie. You better not. Just join us. That's, that's not a March 1st NBR movie. That is a February 2021 movie. Yeah, I think you'll really, I think you'll dig it. Um, so SGG, we, we just talked about a couple of things outside the ring. What, would, what do we have left? Well, WWE um, announced their largest recruiting class in history uh, for the Performance Center, the 2021 recruiting class. Um, 10 people. Um, the standout on that list seemed to have been Parker Boudreaux or Boudreaux. Okay. Uh, he's someone that Hold on. he's caught. I see. No, go ahead. Right, he's even caught the attention of uh, Paul Heyman because of his uh. because of his look and his size, and everybody's been comparing to him to Brock Lesnar. Um, he's oh, I saw that dude. I saw the picture of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, he seems to be the one that everybody's um, everybody's watching out for. But the the person that I have my eye on that I'm thinking is going to be the breakout star is Bronson Rick Steiner. If that last name sounds familiar to you. It's because he's the son of Rick Steiner, nephew of Scott Steiner, um, former football player, and now future sports entertainer. And I mean, we know football players. His last name's Rick Steiner. Yeah, Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner. Yeah. I thought Rick, his name Rick was Ste- actually Rick Steiner. Like, hey, I'm Peter Rick Steiner. <laughs> what? Peter Rick Steiner? No, no, Peter Rick Steiner. Right. It's Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner. Got it. Uh, but yeah, you know, second generation superstars do very well. Like there's just something about them. Like that talent, the talent, I don't know if it's genetic like Charlotte says or what, but like second generation superstars translate um, very well to the ring. And then football players, same thing. There's something about that skill set that football players have. But that's it's that to me. Well, they're both hit or miss. But I mean, I feel like I trust football players less than second, third generation superstars. I mean, The Rock is a second generation football player or third, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The Rock's football playing has nothing to do with his. He's wrestling on both sides of his family, son. I'm just saying. No, you don't get to count The Rock. You got to give me just wrestler. Uh, You can't give me people who's wrestling. If they're wrestling families who also played football. The Usos don't count. Roman doesn't count. Rocky doesn't count. You got to give me Steve saying, Mongo McMichael, okay? <laughs> no. Don't try to – give me one who's not this, a wrestler, who wasn't from a wrestling is, family. But this is what I'm saying about Bronson. He's okay. from a wrestling family. What is it? So, oh, it's Bronson Steiner. Rex Steiner. Oh, yeah, because their state family plays football too. No, no, no. That's very promising. He's, the combo is promising. Yeah. No, so, for like, sure, for are, sure. People are watching I for see, Parker. Uh-huh. People are watching for Parker, but I'm watching for for Bronson. Um, but there's some other some other people on this list. Taya Valkyrie's on this list. Um, you know, Priscilla Kelly's on this list. I'm going to do something, and you're going to think it's disrespect. I hope you don't think it's disrespect for you because you put in great work and we've covered a lot. I can't talk more about people I've never heard of before. There's too much going on. Listen. These are names. They're names. They're, I, and, and, and I'm not going to get into the whole fight about why do WWE sign people and not use them? I, I, I don't care. I, listen, I, they're going to the Performance Center. We'll see. The names, Catch you the later. Names that, 
the names that we learn eventually and get to know and love aren't going to be these names on this list. Let's be honest. It doesn't even matter. Gonna, so when they get there, we'll either say that we love them or hate them then. But there's no point. Right. In, in They're going to all get new names. But I'm excited about uh, Rick Steiner. No, that's son. cool. A, a Steiner son, that's that's interesting. And also... Yeah, I'm very excited about I that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, I, wonder, I wonder if Scott will be coming by to support. Anything else outside the ring, SGG? <laughs> no, that was all I had outside I the see. ring. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So we got to get right into it. Um, elimination Chamber. Yes. You know, I there's... I don't think there's a lot to focus on with regard to the SmackDown one, just kind of like we knew. I knew the SmackDown one was not leading. It was a good setup to allow Roman to just continue to be Roman. Yeah. Um, we knew that Roman was winning. Daniel Bryan wins, gets pinned by Roman Reigns. Boom, no problem. The, the no, Raw- Daniel Bryan gets choked out. I'm sorry? Daniel Bryan gets choked out. He's in Roman's submission. Sorry, you're right. He gets choked out. Non-responsive. So which which now? So he can argue he didn't really lose. Then he will lose. Whatever. Right. I mean, unless they build that to mania, they could. But, but Edge, Edge already, already Edge already declared it, so that story's over. So, I mean, maybe it's something to use Daniel Bryan for for the next few weeks. I'd rather have they Daniel do have Bryan. Fast lane, right? Fast lane. They have fast lane. So maybe it's a fast lane match. Honestly, I'm good. If I'm Daniel Bryan, I'm good. I'm sure he'll do whatever. If I'm Daniel Bryan, can you just move him on to something else for Mania? Because let him do something meaningful for Mania, not fill in until Edge and Roman happens. I mean, he might still be able to get something meaningful for Mania. But I mean, fast lane fast- is the 21st, and then Mania is the 13th. Yes, it's a few weeks. It's not long, not it's long. Not. But anyways, we're already I'm, we're already messing up and wasting too much time on the SmackDown one. It's all, it's all about the Raw one, which, by the way, both were pretty good matches. Both were enjoyable matches. You know, I'm not the right. biggest Elimination Chamber fan, guys. It's not my favorite thing. You know, I, I say this as a former champion myself. It's not my favorite match. I've never been involved in one, personally. I've, ne- I've never, right. it, none of my matches have involved the Chamber before. But that being said, I just don't, it used to be brutal. Then they covered it the like the greats with mats, which I'm glad they did mm-hmm. for the safety of the wrestlers. But now it doesn't look like it's particularly painful. They, you can tell that the pods are plastic. I just yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the match setup. I don't like that we're doing a countdown pay per view so close to the Royal Rumble. It I don't know. Oh yeah. I just it just has never worked for me that much. Like it's I would uh-huh. rather a Hell in a Cell pay per view than an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Granted, we have both. Yeah. I, I still I like see. the Elimination uh-huh. Chamber. I think, too, like like you said, on TV, it doesn't come across that that brutal. And it's unfortunate because they didn't have a crowd for it at all. But in person, it is still, like, an impressive... No, it looks gigantic. cool. Yeah. And it, it sounds violent, too. It sounds way more violent than it looks when you're, like, you're right there and you hear the bodies crashing into, like, the the chains on the side of the cage and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, that's fair. But also, if you are if you don't have great seats, you can't see that well because the whole thing's kind of blocked a bit. Well, thanks to you, I don't know about that. I was going to say, <laughs> so, but Greg's privileged life, yeah. he doesn't understand. You know, he, know, he's seeing, he's only seeing it in a in a up-close-and-personal way. But Even um, like the Punjabi prison, too, which is... Oh, God, don't get me started. Sort of ridiculous. Oh, God. Oh, but um, I'm sorry. When you, when you see these cages, they, they are impressive. Though. They do look cool. Um, so, anyways, good match. Drew McIntyre, you know, I, I, I speculated at the beginning of the night, once they put the Roman Reigns situation all 
at the front of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I thought, ooh, Miz might be cashing in tonight. Now, it's funny because on the kickoff show, I really went in on the possibility of the Miz cashing in. And I was like, he better cash in and he better win after how long this has been. <laughs> and afterwards, it crossed my mind. I was like, huh, they might actually really do that, which makes I because I, I wasn't I was being completely just a fan like, yo, he better win. And, yeah, and then well, when I well, walk, that's what they bring you in there to do, though. People don't realize that people think you have like talking points and, and that you get pointed in a certain direction. No. And can I clarify one more thing? Did you see people trying to drag me on Sunday about something I said? No, I didn't see. it. I said, Charlie asked, you know, who do you think will face Oscar tonight? Because she lost her opponent, Lacey Evans. And I, I was a little surprised by the question. I wasn't quite prepared for it, just to be honest. I hadn't really thought about Asuka's match that much. Right. Which didn't Because, again, up, they, don't, they don't give you, like, you get a skeleton and then it's And like, it didn't end up happening, by the way. She had no match. So, obviously, it wasn't a major priority at that moment. So, I, I kind of get caught off guard. And um, I just say, yo, no one wants to see Asuka. That's fair. That's and, fair, and that's facts. And no, people thought I meant fans don't want to see her. <sighs> Yo, I got people coming at me from everywhere. Rosenberg, oh, that's why Rosenberg, this is why you shouldn't be on there. People don't want to see Oscar. What's wrong with you? I, I'm like, yo, first of all, it's slang, and it's like very basic. Like, it's a very basic yeah. way of talking. Second of all, you know her own catchphrase was no one's ready for Oscar. I basically right. said that. I'm like, no one wants to see Asuka. It's the same as no one's ready for Asuka. I mean, you want me to be a cookie cutter and f- say her catchphrase? You guys know no one's ready for Asuka. No, that, that would so be corny. cheesy garbage. I said, no one wants to see Asuka. And you sensitive, annoying internet smiggity smarks had to say, oh, Rosenberg doesn't think people... What is wrong with you? What is wrong with yeah. you? And by the way... You know what the difference between me and you is? You know who saw Asuka that night? Mm. Me! (laughs) Of course I'm not dissing Asuka. I literally had to see Asuka moments later. (laughs) So are you crazy? And by the way, I mean, Asuka's dope. Now, first of all, I also want to say thank you for thinking I'm brave enough to bust that out in the middle of the kickoff show, by the way. Like, you guys (laughs) must think I'm real secure if the line I was like, man, no one wants to see Asuka. Yo, I thank you. You th- I, I, Listen, you must think I care about money less than I do, if that's what you think that I <laughs> am going to do. Right. So, no, I was just saying I didn't think any opponents want to see Asuka. We've lost track. SGG, so I, I thought about The Miz cashing in. Then he did cash in. And Dip can't be with us today, but Dip, it, Dip echoed the sentiment I'm sure we all felt, which was we got something. Yeah. Now, not only did we get a cash in, but we got it with a cool setup of that showing the MVP Miz conversation from earlier. So simple, yet made you curious. Yes, yes. And I think, too, the interesting thing about this cash-in, even more so than the MVP Miz conversation, is we have two 24-7 champions to thank. You saying on the kickoff show that he needs to do this, and then Bad Bunny asking him, are you even on the show? I'm a champion. What are you doing here? And it's slapping him right across the face. Now, if I wanted to get one, if I, if I want to get one more complaint as a former champion, yes. uh, people were mad that I won the 24 seven championship. I, you know, not many, but I, I know it existed. 
what you should be mad about is how is Bad Bunny slapping the man who would become world champion five minutes later? Yeah. He didn't need to get slapped. He didn't need to get slapped. Now, it's not the end of the world. I think a push I think a push would have been better. If I knew that he was going to be champion, which I obviously didn't, when he got slapped, I had no issue with it. But then when I saw him win the title, I'm like, man, we can't have our champion getting slapped around by Bad Bunny. But 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 getting slapped around by the 24-7 champion, though, prestige to the 24-7 title. Which was created by Peter Roseberg. Correct. And he also does have Damian Priest watching his back, which helps a little bit. Now, it, it all begs the question. If MVP has this conversation with The Miz, they decide Bobby Lashley should get the opportunity. Bobby Lashley then does the job, beats up Drew McIntyre, gives Miz the title. By the way, Monday, Bobby Lashley with his best mic work in the history of his career. Yeah. Fantastic. Easily. If you didn't see it, Bobby Lashley was fantastic on Monday. He was, man, he knew what he was going to be delivering. He said it confidently. Um, he was just fantastic. And I'll tell you what, too. I mean, you talk about, you know, compelling promos and making you want to, like, be in your seat with your eyes on the screen. When Bobby Lashley said, you have one hour to give me a decision. I think everybody who saw that knew where they were going to be at nine o'clock. No question. Hundred. By the way, hundred percent correct. Now, granted, losers like you and me, we don't have anything else to do anyway. We're watching. But yeah, of I course. Do, but I do think it meant something. By the way, I'd be remiss. Do you know that today is the Nature Boy Ric Flair's birthday? Woo! I did. I you did. already knew. I did. Should we, should people we, are tired. People are tired of me posting my one picture that I have with Nature Boy Ric Flair, though. So I'm just gonna say happy birthday. What the four? Get. The four of us? The, yeah, <laughs> they've seen enough. They've seen enough of that picture. <laughs> I've got way more mileage out of that picture than I, than I should have. Let's let's call Ric Flair. You think he'll answer or no? Of course. For you, 24 seven champion. Of course. Question: Do you think Ric Flair knows that I was 24 seven champion? He has to. Let's call him up. It was, the mo- it was the most iconic title change in WWE this year. Thank you. Easily. Thank you. Easily. Thank you. That's significant. Here. I mean, you should have him in your phone as 16-time champion, Ric Flair, but that's okay. That's a good point. Come on, Nate. Trying to wish you a happy birthday, for God's sake. Wouldn't you be happy if his voicemail was like, "Woo"? <laughs> I would. Uh, no, we're not going to mess this. Not going to mess this game up again. Where last time we gave out Skylar <laughs> Aston's phone number. <laughs> oh, that would have been so bad. Yo, can you imagine how bad it would be for my love in the wrestling world if I gave out? Um, if I give out Ric Flair's phone number, but this is these people's faults for not recording. This is a lesson: record an outgoing voicemail message, guys. It takes two seconds to just say <laughs> you've reached so and so. Please leave a message. That's it. No phone numbers exposed. You might even get to leave a little Easter egg for people that call you. I got to tell you, by the way, the nature was in rare form the other day. Just backstage, he was just. I don't know, man. First of all, he popped for my suit, which popped me. I'm sorry to keep putting myself over this week. I'm actually feeling a little annoying. You have to. But he popped for my suit, which I obviously was tickled by because I was super into that suit. 
Um, happy birthday! And I tried to tell. I tried to Dell Dip too, like a few months. I forget when it was, but Rick can still dress. He like, can. I've been, I've been. I said this. Dip thought it was ridiculous. No, but you're he's, right. He's still a very fly dude. No, no. Like he had a period, I think, where he he misstepped for a second, but by and large, oh, he's back. Did you see him on Monday? Oh, he looked terrific. He's back. No, nature's nature's killing it. Shouts to the nature. Um. So. I don't, how did I end up talking about Ric Flair? Um, I'm not out of control sure. today. We're I'm not talking, sure, but we're this talking is what, this about, is what people want to hear. We're talking, about, want to hear. we're talking about Lashley, Miz, the situation. How did we get there? Tuning back in know. at 9 o'clock. But, uh, but since we're here, we do have to talk about him and Charlotte. Uh, no, well, hold, well, let me just finish this. Let's finish the, the Lashley thing. So we, we're going to have the Lashley match now uh, on Monday. Monday. Now, I had a little bit of a heart attack when we found out that there was going to be a Braun Strowman Lashley match. Because I'm like, man, if they did all this to have him lose to Braun, mm-hmm. I would have been really disappointed. Um, and that is not where they went. Now, let me be clear. Nice. I do feel a little bit bad for Braun these days, especially after this moment, which was not his finest. Um, this happened. You know, everyone, listen, yeah. it's, it's, it happens to the best of us. We all have rough days. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, that it righted itself by the end of the night. Bobby Lashley moved him out of the way. Now, when I was worried that we'd still get Lash, something with Lashley and Strowman when after the match, Lashley went after Strowman's leg. I was like, are they going to try to continue to build this? But it seems like, it seems like where we're really headed with 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 Strowman is with Shane O'Mac. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm not mad. No, I don't mind it at all. I do Shane, not. I do not mind Shane O'Mac and Strowman. Listen, Shane is sneaky good, especially if you can throw him in there with a stipulation. Because it I, won't be like a straight up one on one match. I agree with you. So the question for for you right now is. Since we know we're getting the Miz and Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, Morrison, that whole thing is going to happen. Well, are we though? That's the that's the that's the great thing about what's happening right now. Is that it puts are in the question? Are we? Because you know, there's Drew and Bobby Lashley too, and then the Miz. If the Miz loses, he's still a former champion. So does he just go right back to the Bad Bunny John Morrison thing? Like, mm. there's all these different places for all these different people to go. Because I mean, Braun and Shane look so obvious. So here's the question I have for you then. Would, if if we are getting Brian, I mean, Miz and Bunny, does that mean Lashley's going to win the title on Monday? On Monday, I'm not super confident that he's going to get it on Monday. But before Mania, I think is a real possibility. Because, I mean, Drew, we didn't see Drew at all on Monday. And you have to, it would be strange if Drew didn't come back to sort of get his revenge on Bobby Lashley right when Bobby has his championship opportunity and ruin it for him. That's what I see happening, honestly. I see Bobby Lashley being this close, just like a hair away, from taking the title from Miz, and then Drew comes in, schmaz or disqualification or something, and the Miz squeaks away with his, temp- with his championship. I'm not mad at that. It, that could work, too. Uh yeah, I think that's I, I thought about that. I think it's a definite possibility. I think I'd rather have 
Bobby win. Miz gets a rematch, loses. Drew challenges Bobby for the title. Of course, the dream scenario, we all know. Bobby wins. Bobby's made out to be just a... They put the, they, they put the rocket on his back, and then Brock comes back, and we get mm-hmm. Bobby Brock. Yes. Baby face Brock with the boom box and the acting a fool <laughs> yes. up against... And, and by the way, first time ever without Heyman? Or, honestly, they could do Heyman on Raw with Brock and Heyman on SmackDown with Roman and just keep them separate and then start building that thing between them of like what's up with like 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 a a little bit of like a make a decision at some point yeah it's never it's never too never can i just tell you i like the idea of seeing what brock could do on his own like i know he probably wouldn't want to do that and he doesn't want to do the mic work probably but i think the idea of being like yo do you want to be a kind of fun character we you can do it and i'm i'm afraid of it i don't know like i don't know how because I'm so used to seeing him as that monster heel that, like, even a baby face Brock, I don't know if he can do it. Yes, but he could say so little and be a baby face. Like, he could say so little. Like, he, he wouldn't have, it wouldn't require a ton of work. Either but, way, that would be the fantasy. Some version of Brock versus Bobby. That would be, yes. I think, everyone's favorite choice. Although, I, you know, when I said on Twitter, a lot of people are just sick of Brock and don't want to see him. A lot of people just don't like Bobby. They just don't believe in him. They don't see it. You know, and listen, I don't blame all of them for that. I blame some of it on booking for Bobby over the years, too. It's not just on them. There have been times when Bobby got felt made to feel less meaningful. Yeah. And you got used to him being like, I don't take him that seriously. But if you're, you know, I think Bobby with the suits, he just looks like the best version of himself right now. Yeah, and he's so dominant. He's so dominant that, that anybody that says they're not taking him seriously, I don't know what they're watching. And, you know, he ended up losing the title. He lost the IC title, the US, the U.S. title, I should say, to Riddle. But it wasn't, but it was, it was because of John Morrison being in the match, which plays in well with the Miz story. So I, I'm, I'm all about putting the rocket on Bobby's back and we get this version and we have the hurt business in a main event at WrestleMania with MVP on the mic. Yeah. Plus we saw Bobby these days is good on the mic. So, Lot of lot of potential fun there, man. A lot of potential fun. Agreed, man. And then this is exactly what you want right now too when they head into head into WrestleMania. Like everything looks a little bit murky now. I think the pitch is gonna get clearer in mid March. But this mania, I'm I mean, it's shaping up already to be a fun card. No, there's potential. Edge and Roman look like it's gonna be fun too. Yeah, listen, I'm sure Dip will come on next week and trash Edge and Roman. Not be that excited for it, yeah. Which is fine because, like, you know, we I get hyped for things, and then they disappoint me, and then I think Dip is just on the other side of the coin, where like he thinks things are so trash, and then they turn out pretty good. Yeah. Listen, when we fantasize about Edge coming back, Roman's one of the names he never got to have a match with. That period. Yeah. For the title at WrestleMania, what more do you want <laughs> from an Edge return? Spear and versus it's a championship spear. he never held, so it's not like he's you know. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. So if you have Edge Roman, Bobby Drew, Shane Braun, the Bad Bunny Miz Fakakta situation, I say that <laughs> yeah. with all due respect because I think it'll be entertaining enough. Yeah. 
Because Bad so, Bunny has been doing well. Like he has. No, he's doing good. He's he's following in my footsteps. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, of course, of course. I think he's doing a good job. Huge shoes to fill, but he's Huge. he's managing as best as he could. Um, Sasha Bianca. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it should be Sasha and Bianca. By the way, I think so too. I don't think there's anybody that's going to disagree with you on that one. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense otherwise. Um, I think WrestleMania is looking decent. Hey, SGG, um, we got a wrap. Shout out to the Lucas brothers. Um, well, I have a lot of mail to get to. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, including some very interesting, supportive, and critical meal uh, mail of Dipperstein from last week. By the way, what a fat Freudian slip that is to just randomly say meal instead of mail. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's that time, man. Listen, I'm sure I'm sure you could use a oh, bite to eat. I haven't eaten yet today. I don't I don't generally eat at pre-noon, but some days it slips away from me and I look up and it's two o'clock and I'm like, damn, I'm hungry. See, there it is. There it is right there. Um do you have black power rankings? Unfortunately, I do not. It's all right. You've been busy, but and we, we got to celebrate the Lucas Brothers for Black History today. So put and that I will on say the top. This, I will say this too. To close out, to close out, I'm gonna have the Lucas Brothers and the Black Announce Table co Black Power Rankings this week. Listen to our interview with the Lucas Brothers, share it, you know, put it on your socials. And then go back and check out this week's episode of the Black Announce Table where Rosenberg, like he said, he joined them with, I think, Kazim was on. Oh, that's right, Kaz. And they celebrated their favorite black wrestlers and just gave people their flowers. So Black Announce Table and Lucas Brothers, Black Power Rankings this week. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. I I know there was a lot to get to today. We could have done two hours. Um, but I barely have two minutes this week. I'm happy, though, because I, I was really excited to talk wrestling this week and catch up with SGG. Next week, yeah. we'll be back. Send us email. I think I I hope that in the next 48 hours, I have the T-shirt design from Rob Pearson complete. Yo, I'm excited to see it. Too. Right? It sounded. Because he's good, guys. Like, Rob's good. So yes. I'm very curious to see what he comes up with because he was psyched about the idea, and he's good. Rob did the Virgin shirt. Rob did what else did Rob do? Rob did the hot dog chicken showdown shirt. He did. Rob did everything except the original plain designs. I think. I think he yeah, did the mage. I think he did Monday Night Rosenberg. We'll have to ask him. Good. I think he did almost every one. I know he did Virgin. I know he did the very rare Uptown Malcolm. I think he did. Yes. Yes. Yo, Uptown Malcolm is is it the most rare shirt of the bunch? I think I think so. That's like finding a Barry Horowitz shirt. The uh, the the hot dog chicken showdown shirt might be super rare at this point too. Well, I and by the is way, that, I still I still have yours sitting here. I just haven't seen you. No, no, I know pandemic man. We thought it was gonna we thought it was gonna be like a month or so. I remember it's so sad us watching WrestleMania. We're like, when do you think we'll be back though? By SummerSlam? And we were all like, yep, yeah, SummerSlam. <laughs> that feels realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, See, the problem so- is nobody said a year. So it could be if, if out of the like, gate you were just like nah a year, a year. but we couldn't we couldn't have mentally handled it. What right. I'm saying is nobody we all said SummerSlam, but it's looking like SummerSlam 2021. Yeah, no, well, but no. WrestleMania is gonna have fans though at least. Yeah, and by the way, the way things are going, it's it's two twenty five, right? Not the time, the date, February twenty fifth. Yes. Um and. Almost two months 
If the numbers are going the way they're going, guys, you know, that they could have that building at like 30, 40% capacity. I wouldn't rule it out. Not in Florida. Yeah, no, Florida. Listen, Florida, if the news is too good, Florida is just going full tilt, 100% right. pack it. I mean, because I think by the end of the summer, baseball games will be pretty close to full. Because, yeah. I mean, I think, I think one thing that the country has done almost everything bad. But I think one thing that's been done well since the Biden administration took over is setting expectations very low. Yeah. And I the think actually, the and the vaccines are actually going really well. Mm-hmm. So I think that as we see these vaccines get up, I wonder when the hell I'll be on the list. Do you have any idea when people our age will actually be on, like if you don't have a condition? No, no idea. We're months away, though, right? A couple months. Yeah. Did your, did your, did your parents uh, get it yet? Not yet. My mom, my parents just took the first shot a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But there are 73. That's the other thing, two two doses. Yeah, you got to wait. You got to get the first yeah. one and then come back. It doesn't really. Although I think it does partially do something after the first one. Like it's not oh. supposed to be nothing, but you're not fully <laughs> in business until the second until one. Until you get the second one, yeah. Guys, consult with the doctor. Don't listen to us. That'll do it for cheap heat. <laughs> That's the realest thing we said all day. <laughs> Thanks to the Lucas Brothers. Uh, thanks to you guys as well. We appreciate you. Take it easy, SUG. You too, Peter Rose. Stay mage. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch, Mitch.